Lewis, Warriors Life slash Fonzie Podcast 2022, episode 17, and TWL's 100th episode. Big milestone for us, Brad, at TWL, and Fonzie along for the ride in crucial juncture in Warriors history. Coach sacking midweek, uh, Nathan Brown era over, Stacey Jones, caretaker coach. It's all happening. Boys, how are you feeling? What an out-of-it week. What an out-of-it week. And and what there's a lot of news to celebrate the 100th episode. What an achievement, 100 episodes. I actually treated myself to a little 100-episode pe- pedicure. <laughs> and then, I, I don't know, what's the male version of uh, Brazilian? A gooch gouge? Got a little gooch gouge and sort of got a little bit fresher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, nah, um, but, yeah, a lot to go over. How are you getting on over there in Australia, Fonzie? Good, mate. Good, yeah. It's been a been a big week for the Ortex Alphas. Um, it's been a lot happening. It's uh, it's been interesting watching it all happen, but um, it's good to get back to grassroots and be celebrating a, a hundred episodes of your pod. And um, actually, I was looking at it the other day. I think I did about forty five. Um, so solo, solo, yeah, yeah forty forty five. So. Um, I've probably clocked my 50 sometime in the last little yeah. while. So, uh, yeah, that's a, lot, that's a lot of time sitting here talking about this footy club. And as you say, we're in a week when a lot's happening for the club. And so <coughs> looking forward to unpacking it in a slightly loose and unhelpful way with you boys for the next little while. Yeah, well, I don't know if you want to sort of run us through the last few days. Uh, Fonzie, you, you obviously jumped on uh, jumped on, on Monday night when the – when it became apparent Brownie was going to be gone burger. Um, everyone loved that little breakdown. Plus you throw back to July, 2020, which gave us a harrowing premonition of, of how everything has panned out. Uh, just history repeating. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is, it has all happened. Brownie's gone. Um, do you have a quick summary for us? Yeah, I'll do my best. There's been, you know, various interviews and, press releases and so on, so a lot of which contradicted each other. But as near as we can tell, the, the official timeline and story is that about five weeks ago, Brownie had a chat to his family and they decided that they didn't want, the family didn't want to move across to um, across to New Zealand. Sorry, guys, I'm just interrupting there. Brad's trying to put me off from... Uh, I want to from... see that big, beautiful face, Fonzie. Yeah, sorry for listeners out there. Only Fonzie's, half of Fonzie's face was visible and we need to see the whole lot of this guy's mug. Um, where was it? Okay, so Brownie has a yarn to his daughters who say, we don't want to move to New Zealand. We're getting on with things here. Uh, fair enough. He sits on that for a little while, then goes and tells the club... The club says, well, if you're not committing to New Zealand long-term, then um, we need to make other plans. And that culminates in the club deciding to get rid of Brownie immediately, given things aren't going too well on the field now. And presumably he gets some form of payout for some period. And they bring in Stacey Jones, um, who seems to be a slightly reluctant head coach, but is stepping in to fill the breach for the rest of the year. And since then, um, Brownie did his NRL 360 interview, which I thought was quite a classy interview from Brownie describing what I've just said. Um, Cameron George has done a few radio interviews that were probably slightly less classy, um, describing the perspective from the club side. 
Uh, and Mark Robinson's done a few interviews as well where he's he's talked about the Brownie situation and also touched on the Lodge affair. And so we're into the um, process of hunting for a new coach and the coach selection panel comprises entirely of Brownie and, sorry, of Georgie and Robbo. And uh, Robbo's off to the UK apparently for a holiday, uh, which is interesting. Mm. And um, where rumours are circulating about different coaches being linked to us and then Robbo's coming out and knocking some of them off in the press just so just so we know where we stand. I just actually, before we logged on here, I saw that he's coming out and said, no, no, we're not going with the Walker brothers. So he's ruled out Madge and the Walker brothers. Um, and uh, so we're all waiting with bated breath and a little bit of fear to see how the coach selection process goes. Well, first What's of he all, going to come back from UK with? Willie Poaching? <laughs> Maybe. At this rate. Um, plenty of candidates over there, whether any of them are willing to relocate to New Zealand and, and work under this regime remains to be seen. Um, boys, how would you sum up the, the Nathan Brown era? 37 games worth. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a bit more smug than the average Warriors fan, having poo-pooed his appointment in the first place and being pretty critical right through um and for the reasons the reasons why i was uh reluctant to get right behind him have been the reasons why he's failed in my opinion um how would you sum up the year and a half we had with brownie i'm probably not going to be as harsh as you i i think he's had some things dead against him as well as a maybe the hint of a sulky team this year um yeah, he's a, the thing like that three sixty interview. He's he's a good bloke. He just I don't. He's just not an NRL coach. Is what I'll take away from. What do you think, Fonz? I oh, look. I mean, you you look at the performance on the field this year, and it's getting worse, not better. Clearly, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know, I mean, I've been going down rabbit holes trying to understand what the hell the guy's doing, and we've talked about it on here and trying to work out what is the game plan. How do you explain? the way he's reshaped the roster and the way they're playing. And it just ended up where you just couldn't make sense of it, some of the things. So something was going wrong. Like he clearly had a plan and it was just not getting executed and it was so far off getting executed, you couldn't even tell what the plan was, right? So it was totally busted. And so he had to go. Um, I support the call to get rid of him. Um, And given that's where we are, you've got to say that, you know, the people who were against his appointment were right, you know, for sure. Um, that said, though, it is just so things have got so far off the pace that it's clearly not just the coach here, right? Like it's clearly mm. not just that we've had a subpar coach that's no. got us to where we are now. There's hell of a lot more going on at the club, in the playing group, in management and everywhere else. And so it, to me, it muddies the waters a little bit with Brownie. Like how much of the state we're in do I ascribe to him versus all this other stuff when there clearly is other stuff, right? And um, that's why it's it's so damaging to have a club that's in a mess because you can never work out which bit of the mess to clean up or, you know, what the root cause is. And I think, you know, we're in a bit of that situation here with Brownie for mine. I'd, I don't actually think he's as bad a coach as the results indicate, but I don't also don't think he did a great coaching job. No, yeah. it's the, the two. Perfect. Uh, That's exactly how I would have worded it if I was educated. 
the second and third worst defensive seasons in the club's history is probably where I would start with his uh, shortcomings as a coach. And, you know, obviously 12 wins from 37 games. Leaves with the worst winning record of any Warriors coach. Um, I think the obstacles are certainly have certainly been there, but maybe a little bit overblown, I think. Morgan's um, got to be next to go, doesn't he? Well, we'll see. I mean, if if this uh, makeshift regime can get a few wins on the board, then that sort of starts saving some jobs of, of the people who are left. Um, yeah, I hope they don't drag out this coaching appointment because I'd like to see a coach put into the gig early in the piece, shift to Auckland away from this team and get the back office and everything sorted in behind, let Stacey run the show over there now and let him it's it's be, it's quite a comfort to have them have a coach just settle into Auckland and start getting stuff started without having to do the daily running of a team as well i think it could could work in our favor but geez god knows we need everything tidied up behind the scenes as well as on the park and on top of it being just a big ask to get things set back up in Auckland after 3 mm. years away anyway but there's still the possibility yeah, those gutters that... are going to be need cleaning out he's going to have to get up on the ladder and get the weeds out of the gutters he's going to have to moat paint where's where's the paint for the lines they have to find that they'll have that big skin on the top so you have to peel that skin off the top of the paint for the lawn. now he's got a bit to do i've heard mount smart's got snakes and rats running through the lawn at the moment it's... <laughs> yeah the grass is knee high mate so uh... Poor old NZRL will have to be. Uh, we'll have to sort that out before next week's test. Before the Warriors play there a week after. Um, there's Are we also only two weeks out from the home game. Yeah, uh, the test match uh, from the test match, and then two weeks from the test match, match three weeks from the home game. Yep, that's right. Shit. Um, before I forget, as well, just dropping in a, a p- potential giveaway if anyone is keen. I have two. I have five tickets in the South Stand for the for the. Uh, Tigers game, snap them up when things are looking a bit rosier. Chances are I'm not going to go. Um, even if I do make my way up there, chances are some of those tickets will still be out for grabs. So any of our loyal listeners that are after some free tickets, sit in the South Stand, watch Warriors Tigers, uh, send us a, a DM. What do we do? We need, we need a... We need, nah, it's got to be some sort of competition. Uh, the, the most ridiculous place to be wearing a Warriors jersey, eh? Yeah, right. Wedding. Weddings, um, funeral, Get, send us a photo of where you, you wearing a Warriors jersey where you probably shouldn't be wearing a Warriors jersey. No nudes. Can we? No, yeah, no nudes. I'm sick of those nudes. And let us know how uh, how many tickets you want. And yeah, we'll, we'll sort something out, hopefully. Right. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to throw it out to our, um, our loyal listeners on here instead of just the, the cretins that follow and comment on Facebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so but anyway, Stacey takes the reins this week. Mm-hmm. There's still the chance, you know, and they are talking about him as a potential candidate. He, as you said, Fonzie, he seems to be a reluctant head coach, but it's not beyond the rounds of possibility that he is an option. So they've got that awkward sort of balance of giving him time to maybe show his wares without all the speculation or yeah. whatever, um, but also not wanting to you know, let with two other clubs also looking for a head coach for next year, wanting, you know, to be left behind in the race. Um, Robbo said in his interview with Mike Hosking yesterday that 
like not going to do anything for a good month or so. Um, let let uh, let Stace get a few a four games or so under his belt and and go from there. Um, I don't know, boys. Do you, is, you... is Robbo playing three D chess here, or is it just because no, he knows what's going on? <laughs> like, <sighs> he's either man, like he's either just seriously like playing three D chess and playing as all footballs or he's a bit of a goose mate honestly like when i listen to some of his comments so oh, i'm off for a holiday and you know we'll let we'll let james have have a month and then we'll have a look at it um if that is really what's going down i just can't believe it that that's i think how... i think robbo suffers the same affliction as i do where the mouth goes quicker than the brain actually does sometimes Oh, man. Like, because is he going to the UK to interview coaches and he's just throwing it off as a holiday? Or or is he just going to the UK for a holiday and so he can't be asked worrying about coaches for a month? Yeah, who would know? It's... <laughs> Either of those things could be true. Yeah, Maybe Cammy G's just said, hey, bro, just, just get out the way for a month. Get out of internet service. Uh, I, yeah, it's, he's out of it. I hope I think it's good for Jones. I don't I don't know if I want Jones as a coach. I think it's good for Jones to have a run and a bit of a a taste of it to see if he wants it. I don't it would suck to muddy the career of Jones, throwing him in the deep end with a club in the state it's in at the moment. But what if he what if he does inspire something? What if the chemistry is there and yeah, it's an immediate one. improvement? They just place a more simple style because it's a talented squad, start getting some wins on the board. You know, maybe we push yeah. the finals. It's, it's like Peyton's season when he took over in 2020. Uh, you know, it, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. He does have a good low-grade coaching record. I'll tell you what warmed my heart straight away was that picture of him and Campo standing on the field together. Oh, that, 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 that runs, man. Yeah, all of a sudden, least out of a shit season, Lisa's... A couple of weeks ago, we didn't think we had anything to look forward to. But now mm. we've got improvement maybe to look forward to all of a sudden. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, because Jones and Cambo were co-captains back in the day, weren't they? Uh, the yeah, 2001 yeah. and then Stacey took the reins himself for O2, yeah. yeah. So that's that's pretty cool to have him back. Um, but to me, I, I don't – if there's a bounce back, right, to me that'll tell me more about – the, the attitude the guys had, you know, under Brown, like I'm not saying they were tanking, but if there's a bounce back, yeah, I'm going to say it's more to do with the absence of Brown than the presence of Stacey, let's say. Yeah, good call. But I do expect a bounce back, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say if the Sharks are down to 11 men again this weekend, we might be a chance. I reckon we'll get close. <laughs> yeah, closer than 19 anyway. Yeah. I mean, I... If you compare the Peyton situation, sort of harder to compare as well because, like, I thought like Mooks had a pretty simple like game plan, and he was a you know very much a defense oriented coach, get the simple yeah. things right. So when you've come in with that kind of system and you've had a preseason around that, it's quite easy for a guy who then comes in as a good man manager, you know, good like cohesive yeah. kind of yeah. man manager to step the guys up that notch, you know, there's some simple groundwork there. Whereas if Brownie's system, and there's been talk from Robbo, I think, and maybe Georgie this week, that it was too complicated and they want to go back to basics. Yeah. Well, if Brownie's system is basically chuck it out and start again from first principles, you know, I think that's a lot harder yeah. than, than Peyton picking up Mook's yeah. system. 
if you know what I mean. I, th- yeah. I think where it might be easier than 2020, besides the stability and the COVID situation compared to then, is that when Kearney got sacked, it was a shock to everyone. Um, it was four games back from the COVID break. Um, I don't think anyone expected it. He'd had two wins as well in four games. Um, and I, I I dare say that quite a few people were up, players were upset maybe with, with the call. Um, whereas this is Browns X that's been on the cards for some time. Um, I don't think it would have been too much of a shock to anyone the way that they've been going. And it will be a smoother mental transition into playing for, for Stacey. Mm. I think with Stacey, he he only played the game one way. So hopefully he coaches it the same way as well. It was pretty, he was pretty off the cuff and play yeah, what you see type man. footy. Um, the defence, I don't know if the defence will turn around in a hurry under Stacey, but our attack's been dog shit. So yeah. if, if I'd, yeah. I'd rather lose scoring 22, 24 points than what we've been serving up at the moment. We've been, it's pretty lucky opportunistic tries out on the wings. We haven't been scoring many half-field tries or anything like that from a bit of ad-lib play. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, hopefully they do give them a bit. Well, it sounds like they, they will give them a bit of a, a free reign, and that's probably the only way that they can approach it. Might as well. What, they've yeah. got nothing. Literally nothing to lose. <laughs> Literally. I mean, I, I also think there's just a bit less leadership in this team overall mm. than uh, back in 2020. Yeah. Um, obviously no Roger and so on. So I'm sort of, I'm not expecting, I'm expecting some kind of um, change in attitude with Brownie gone. Yeah. Um, but how do I frame this? I, I, I think that let's say subconsciously, I think some members of the team wanted Brownie gone and that was reflected in their play. Let's yeah. say it like that. Right. So yeah. I'm expecting that to reverse, but yeah, I don't see a lot of leaders out there. Um, obviously, Fenua Blake's one of them, and he's injured and not going to be there. So we're still – all the problems are still there, man. We're still running an undersized front row, having lost yeah. Lodge and Fenua Blake. We've still got outside backs who struggle to catch a pass, you know, like all the it, it, it developing. All those things are still there. Um, I, I don't expect that we're suddenly going to see a strong no. finish to the year, but it can't, like you're exactly right. There's nothing to lose. No. This may be wishful thinking, but I don't think that it will take too much to, to turn things around for Sean Johnson. Do you think that Brown's exit and playing under Stacey will spark something from Sean, or, or do you think he's kind of mentally shot and we're not really going to see what we're hoping for from him as uh, a pretty long-term Johnson fan? You don't need much of a turnaround on what he's been offering up, though. Like he is, but they're pretty rock bottom now as well. I think for someone of his talent, they sh- it should be fairly easy to to turn. Yeah, that's him. what I mean. Like, yeah, he, I, yeah, I don't know. I reckon he had a bit of his bottom lip hanging out a little bit under Brown. Um, oh, yeah, it's, I guess we'll see. What night's the game this week? What, what Sunday, day are we? Sunday night. Sunday night. Yeah, only that we'll see. We, it's all guesses at the moment, and we're just hoping that the likes. The appearance of someone like Kevin Campion just taking them around the back and crushing skulls at training and getting them to sort it out and pick your bottom lip up and let's do this. I seen a post of them doing a um a night training, like a twilight training at footy, and they looked like they were having a bit of fun and they're up on their toes and the boys were hooping and holding. See, Walshie's backflip. 
Yeah. Little monkey. F- yeah, the gorilla flip. Sorry, monkey flip. The gorilla flip after nailing a drop or something. See, it's that. that's what you want to start seeing out of these kids at the training. See a bit of rivalry. Yes, you're my mate. Like us. After, like people don't see it, but after a show, we're high fiving and hugging and yeah. yahoo, and that's what I want to see a bit of camaraderie amongst the boys. That will give me a bit more hope. I haven't seen much camaraderie on that field lately. At the very least, it's got me pumped up again. I mean, I've watched mm. with total indifference since that Sharks loss um, down in the Shire. The last four or five games, I've felt I've had zero emotion. Same for yeah. um, the stain. Um, Even the and, comeback against the Rabbitohs, zero yeah, emotion. I, hate, I hated that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm all fired up for Sunday. I can't wait. Uh, you know, hoping for a big emotional win. Um, yeah. So from that point of view, at least, it's, it's given this season, you know, something to to look forward to again for the fans that were really feeling that disconnect. King of off topic here. I just looked out the window beside me. <laughs> And there were six magpies on my deck staring at me. Should I be worried about a death or some sort of um, terminal disease? Uh, how many did you say? Six. I six. Literally, no, I seen three and I was like, out of it. But then I looked to my left more and there was another three. I think, I think that's crows. Seven, is the, seven is the danger. danger. Is that a sign that Madge from the mag, like West Tigers, is, is, is that a sign Ooh. that Madge might be front running? So who do you, like coach-wise... Right, lads. Coach wise, who are the prospects? Well, let's let's start by looking at the criteria. The, the yeah, yeah, the brain stress that the clubs laid down. So, Georgie came out and gave a well thought out media interview. I think where he said he's firstly he's looking for a hard ass. Now, what do we think about that as a criteria? You you want a hard ass, don't you? I think. Uh, I mean, think you, you don't want a soft ass. Well, yeah, a diplomatic hard ass, a reason to be hard. Look. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want just a screamer and a shouter because I don't think some of these boys react well to that. Daniel Anderson, case in point. Yeah, well, I don't know. But then Madge, Tales of Tiger Town, Madge is effing and jeffing every two minutes. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I mean, so, all right, so we're looking at... You know what I mean? It's hard ass, but you know the heart's in the right place. Yeah. 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 Because Madge is one of the nicest guys I've met. Mm. Like, Like, he's not a lunatic. So we're on the right track so far, hard ass. Then yes. keeps it simple. All right, keeps it nice and simple. So yeah. what do we what do we think about that? Keeping it simple. Um, oh. I think he was just thinking of things to say. Well, do you reckon it's a bit like, you know, like if you date a girl who's a bit like too hectic and stuff, then you go the next one, you just want a real quiet one. Or if yeah. you you've had a boring girl and you go, oh, I need a bit more excitement. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, re- you're reactionary. It, I'm wondering if, a I'm wondering if thing from Robbo. Yeah. Well, from this is Georgie. So I'm wondering. Not if so much personality. Is that what you're saying? Not no, too. Well, part us. So we definitely want that yeah. part, but otherwise we're keeping it simple. Yeah. Um, so then what else did he say? He said big in all the effort areas. Okay. I think that's, that's um, that's pretty insightful sort of yeah, yeah, criteria. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone who's going to give effort and expect the players to give effort. That's, yeah. um, I mean, this is this is a good sort of list that they can put on the criteria. Now, then Robbo came out <laughs> and he said, "Don't want anyone involved. Don't want don't want Madge." Um, <laughs> so Georgie's straight away spewing because of the hard ass thing. But then he said, "It's because Madge is involved with the international team. I don't want anyone involved in an international team." Yeah. What, do we, what do we think about that as a criteria? 
well, I think it's kind of stupid given how little internationals have played and particularly yeah. Madge being the New Zealand coach of, you know, of the team that plays its home internationals at Mount Smart Stadium and ideally would include some of our um, players. I think some of the international coaches have a bit of a head start on actually dealing with likes of New Zealand and Polynesian characters. Well, Georgie, and- Georgie's with you boys. So he came out and said... Um, I like the idea of Christian Wolf because he's demonstrated an ability to succeed for Tonga and in Australia and in England. So, um, yeah. but Robbo scrubbed that. So, Rob, well, Robbo scrubbed it for Madge, but we don't. I don't know if he knew Wolfie. Thinking that yeah. We we might not have known Wolfie was a Tongan coach. We, we're not sure about that. That is true. So um, you come up pre-show with an idea of who you think fits. Well, there's, there's one more. This is the big one. Robo said we need someone who's going to really rev him up on game day. Right, uh, and Cattle Dog. I'm a big believer in that. So I was joining the dots. So we need a hard ass. Right, we need someone who keeps it real simple, yeah. revs him up on game day, not considered good enough to be coaching any rep teams. Um, and I'm going to add one more. Probably just wants to hang around the pub and shoot the breeze with Robbo. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, it's pointing at Blocker Roach to me. Do you think Blocker Roach is a smoky? Oh, he does love the Warriors. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's that's part of the hard ass, though. I think will. It's just him being and simple. There's not and many s- more simple than Blocker Roach. No. What do you reckon? Yeah, Blocker. I think he's got a bit of uh, coaching experience, junior reps, and that sort of thing. Is he? Put him in. Yes. The- Imagine Booker Roach. He would drop Robbo in a heartbeat if he said a curse word at the pub. Um, yeah, well, that's that's a good point. Keep him in line and Forza. Bring Benny Elias on. As, um, or is this more your? Is this a, a bit of a Balmain old boy thing? Hark, harking back to the <laughs> yeah, trying, yeah. trying to just marry up your two rugby league loves. And who's uh, that old dude that used to shadow box the trainer? Laurie Nichols. Laurie Nichols. Is he still around? No, no but he died of a broken heart in twenty <laughs> in two thousand and two thousand two thousand. Yeah, okay. So he didn't the get West. to see the two thousand and five one. No, it was the week of West Tigers' debut. He passed away. Oh, oh, he did die of a broken uh, heart. He did come to training that week a few days before he died and give the team his blessing and give him a rev up. And yeah, that's that's what they say. But mate, I was at the members meeting not two three months a few months before that when he got up on stage and cried and said we shouldn't vote for the merger. Yeah. So yeah, is that right? Two weeks prior. No, not two weeks. It was oh. some months before, but yeah. Well maybe you could just get a hype man for game day. Hmm. Well yeah, I mean there is that. But um it's so if we leave it to the club we might end up with Blocker Roach. But yeah we we should probably put our own thinking caps on and come up with some thoughts ourselves. So who are the candidates? There's two blatants and I'm stroke oh I'm struggling to see outside of those two, like the, your Wolf and your Maguire. Um, well, the ones that are routinely wheeled yeah. out have got Shane Flint, likelihood and suitability. So I don't. I wouldn't hire him. Um, I just wouldn't hire a bloke who's been rubbed out of coaching for an extended period for <clears throat> various breaches, right? But that's just yeah. me. I know a lot of people would in terms of his results on the field and you know Cronulla was a hell of a project that he turned into a a good outcome like I'm not um, criticizing that but yeah you talk about wanting a good culture and a fresh start I just wouldn't personally go there myself 
I'd, I'd, I'd think Flanagan would be using it as a stepping stone to get back to Australia to a Sydney team if he came to the Warriors. Well, that's that's another thing too. Like he's got roles in the media and stuff now. Does he want to go and set up in New Zealand long term? I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe it's a good way for him to re-enter the coaching world out of the spotlight a bit. From being the, the being the Thank coach you. that turns us around or takes us to the promised land. Well, that's like the ultimate. That's even better than coaching Cronulla to their first comp. Surely, I just thought of another coaching criteria: no teenage daughters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no young kids. Well, there's a bit of that. There's, there's going to be an issue with that. I mean, it, let's not kid ourselves. It's not an easy gig. Nah. I mean, that's why when Robbo's running around ruling guys out, I'm like, you might want to make sure you've got some guys ruled in before you start ruling guys out. <laughs> <laughs> Just zip it, buddy. Just on Brown, though. I mean, if we were flying, if the Warriors were, what, 10 and 3. Yeah, he's coming Brown to New Zealand. Brown can't wait to come to New Zealand. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It was going to get cut loose at the end of the season anyway. He wouldn't have had the choice to come back to New Zealand. So the whole thing's a bit of a moot point. He's got a lot of grief. I've got no problem with him, you know, um, vetoing it for personal reasons anyway. But mm. the fact of the matter is it was never going to be. Even He's almost brainstorming an excuse in the house one night, eh? What can I do? What can I say? What, what are you just telling him? We, we don't want to go dead. What are you just telling Oh, that's not a shit idea, Isabel. Well, like the the truth's got to be somewhere in the middle there. Like I'm not yeah. saying Brownie made any of that up at all, but no, not at all. There's, there's no doubt that if they're doing well, it's a totally different conversation yeah. at home yeah. and all of that. So, but let's not let's not pick over that sort of carcass on on Christian Wolf. So aside from Robbo maybe accidentally ruling him out, um, someone Jonesy 101 on the NZ Warriors forum actually pointed out today that Isaac Moses's X company Cove manages Christian Wolf, and Robbo's come out and said part of the issue with the whole lodge thing was he was still dealing with the after effects of clearing out Isaac Moses from the club. So if you Ooh. join, if you join those two dots, um, Wolf might be a non-starter just because of the Moses. Oh, um, is he managed by Moses? Well, he's managed by Cove Agency, I think. Okay. If you Google, that's what comes up. So assuming that's right, then yeah, I don't see. Robbo getting back into bed with a Moses affiliated coach having, like I said, because it sounds like that was a big part of the yeah. lodge situation. So I, I actually don't think it's going to be Wolf. Oh, that's a shame. Cause he's my, I don't know why I don't know a hell of a lot about the guy, but he's who I want for some reason. Yeah. I liked him because um, to me, he's a, he's a bit like the, the Kearney um, sort of dream, which was he, um, had that international success and then he could tap into that um, for, you know, and the South Auckland community and the Kiwi community more broadly um, and sort of get some of that, the playing style he's taken into the international arena and some of those Tongan boys and bring it to mm. the club. And he seems, um, you know, he's done a, an apprenticeship in Australia through assistant coach ranks, always been well regarded over in the UK is doing really well, the international bit that he comes across. I mean, to me, it's a, there's a, you can sell a dream around Wolf. Mm. You know, like yeah. you, you I really think that's can. what I've been sold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might be a bit over egged, but I can, you can sort of see that Flanagan, you know, to me, doesn't have the same kind of um, mistake ha- halo around it. Doesn't have the yeah. same halo around yeah. it, let's say. And some of the other candidates that, are getting rolled out like the Walker brothers. I mean, seriously, like no offense to people who have been calling for it, but I pretty much 
can't understand why anyone's calling on them. They dead set haven't coached anything for five years or something. And um, yeah, they, and they, didn't they have one good year with Ipswich? Yeah, and their methods has sort of got figured out and were less successful quite rapidly. So mm. plus they're pretty complicated. Yeah, short kickoffs in this, so I can't imagine the the brains trust being too keen on. Thing plus, you've got to pay two blokes. Yeah, <laughs> and we're already playing paying three, aren't we? Two or three. <laughs> um, so, who else have we got? Will you're going to chuck some more uh, at us? Well, I just want to throw one of my personal dark horses in there, um, Steve McNamara. Yep, former England coach, uh, Roosters assistant, Warriors assistant, carving it up for Catalans. And yep. was it Teets on Twitter? Um, uh, pushed his barrow just for the fact that he's doing really well with Catalans, which is probably the most um, relatable scenario mm. in the NRL as far as, you know, getting a bunch of locals in a bit of a rugby league outpost and some imports and molding them together into a competitive, well, they're a force at the moment. Um, yeah, they are. And, you know, how long has he been at the reins there? Because they've been going traveling well for like three years now, haven't they? Is that him okay. there that whole time? I've just like I've always liked the cut of his jib anyway, um, for a for an Englishman, and I don't know. I just think he's someone someone worth investigating for sure. And, and you know, been having been on the staff of the Roosters and um, had success at Bradford Bulls as well. And yeah, he's, he's been at Catalans for since twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, winning fifty six percent of his games six years as England coach. Moderate success there. Uh, I don't know, just someone that I'd quite like yep. to see in the mix at least. Yeah, I think he went back when he went back. He said it was for family reasons, like he wanted to move back to the Northern Hemisphere, but that's a long time ago. So things could have changed. I don't know, kids could have grown up, all that sort of stuff. Probably so divorce now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Even moving back there didn't help the marriage. <laughs> It just uh, <laughs> we we have no idea what's in that no, marriage, marriage situation. I don't know his marital status here. Though. Um, a few others here. Paul Green, Premiership. Pass. 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 Yeah, I don't even need to. No, no, thank you. I think the way that it petered out at, at the Cowboys is, is enough to put me off. It's that recycled coach thing. He'd yeah. be a he'd be a classic Robo signing, but wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, Paul oh yeah. Won that grand yeah. final with the Thurston Field goal. Give me a piece yeah. of that. Mm. You know, actually, just think about it again. Um, is he a hard ass, Paul Green? Uh, I think he probably fits the bill. Does he? Maybe he's not enough of a hard ass. I don't know if he's simple enough. No, he's definitely simple enough. <laughs> is he? Yeah, I'd okay. say so. He um, he inherited a pretty good roster and system that included yeah, just hitting his straps. He did really well. I think winning that premiership was an amazing achievement, but... And getting to another grand final. It was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Championship. I'd, I'd just, I don't know. I, it'd, have, it'd have to be after a bunch of passes from other candidates for me. I'd prefer any come. Do you reckon Toves is polishing his shoes? So Get ready for a couple of meetings? Spruked by quite a few people again, like he was when we were last looking for a coach. Tovey will never coach in the NRL again. No. No, he's no. gone. Um, I like Tovey as a guy, but I don't think he's what, what we're looking for. He's a little bit un- unhinged. And just, I don't know, just like, I mean, again, he, he, took, he got a premiership winning roster 
they'd just won a premiership and they competed for a while and gradually went backwards. And yeah, I don't, I don't think he's the kind of guy that can take on this, uh, what's needed in Auckland. No, no, no. Um, who else we got, Fonts? Who else is... Is there Johnny Morris? Is he a chance yeah. or is he... He's one that I'd look at for sure. Uh, the, yeah. Would you? To the Tigers job as a thing. He's formerly on the staff, former player. Under yeah. At the club and that's, I reckon he's a real chance there, but he's a guy that I would definitely be looking at um, under pretty difficult circumstances taken over from Flanagan after his latest uh, ban. Um, and, and getting the arse and shit the circumstances as well. Like he was yeah. yeah, Cronella going all right when that in, in hindsight Fitzgibbon's a good coach, but yeah. Well, he got two finals, I believe, Morris, and pretty difficult circumstances. That with Sean Johnson as a halfback um, as well. Is and, that why it was difficult circumstances? Maybe some people would say that is. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he got him playing well enough to steer a, the team to the finals two years in a row. Um, mm-hmm. And then was and then got the ass after they signed Fitzgibbon early last season. So he hasn't had any failures. Um, sitting on the South staff at the moment. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm a fan. I mean, the big name that's out there is Geraldo. Everyone seems to be convinced he's that Cameron Geraldo is the, the next up and comer, but the Tigers are going hard at him. The Bulldogs are in the frame. He's yeah. already yeah. indicated, he's I think, yeah, he doesn't want to move to New Zealand. So yeah. I mentioned him yeah. to rule him out. Same with Rolls. Jason Rolls has got big raps coming through. Um, some time in the Melbourne system. Do you system. find that a hard pill to swallow that he's got reps and he's a good that's, coach? Because yeah, yeah it's, just looking like, like a, a, a player. But yeah, exactly. I always just think of them in their playing days. Yeah. Some of those ex players. Yeah. It's like Jesus. I wouldn't let I wouldn't let Rolls order me some jib. Little <laughs> reckon- coach my footy team. They reckon he's half a chance of taking Bellamy's gig when Bellamy Is goes. That right. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard. I've heard Josh Hannay might be in the mix, seriously, for, for yeah. the Warriors job. The caretaker's caretaker. Yeah. Uh, he's done some pretty, I think he's done a pretty handy job. We did at Cronulla, I thought, last year. Does he fit the criteria? Circumstance. He seems like uh, too nice a guy, but he is a highly rated coach, Queensland under-20s coach. Um, I think yeah. he's on the origin staff now. Um, yeah, I, I would like to see him considered for sure. And there's, I mean, I think there's a bunch of, I think the most likely outcome, just so we're clear, is that no coach who's actually like a genuinely a good coach for the role will come here because our management's just a basket Mm. case and toxic. So we're going to get somebody who is just grabbing it because it's an NRL job and they don't want to wait around for an NRL job and they're not a certainty to get an NRL job anytime soon. So I opportunity yeah it's just too good an opportunity and you'd say well would never be capable of luring a coach that's currently got a position over here would we no i mean you look at the two clubs who are sort of struggling and having to you know like in the case of the tigers offer overs to gerardo and long-term deals in both cases it's because the perception is their management's crap you know the tigers board's dysfunctional and it's led to a series of problems in our case we got what we got so um, I reckon our future coach is currently washing the windscreen to see the traffic lights. <laughs> so it, I think it's probably going to be some assistant coach who isn't that well-known at the moment. Yeah. Um, so there's a guy I've heard mentioned called um, Ben Gardner at the Tigers at the moment. 
Uh, he's been on Madge's staff there. He was at Madge's staff when he won the comp at South, one of the assistants, I think. And he was in the Roosters in all sorts of different high-performance roles for about 10 years. So he knows what's going on. And he's been the Kiwis assistant with Stacey um, for about five years. So yeah. he's he's the kind of guy who no one's talking about who I could see sort of getting the job, you yes. know, working with Stacey. And how do you think he fits? Is, do you know much more about him in terms? Would you, well, know, like, would you be coached, against him? No, I'd be, I mean, like like I said, man, I've got no confidence that these guys are going to give us anything worth anything. So yeah, um, at this point, I'll, I'll take what I can get. And, I mean, he coached the Magpies, New South Wales Cup team, to a good result um, last year before getting promoted up to be Madge's assistant. Um, I don't have the low opinion of Madge that others seem to out there. I don't think Madge is a bad coach at all. No, I don't either. No. And so um, I think we could do worse than a guy like Ben Garner, but I'm not pushing his barrow. There'll be another two or three assistants with just as good a CV, you know, that we don't know about, that we don't follow because we just don't follow. um, That fits my bill. I've obviously been, I've pushed the best new coach off the ranks or, you know, an untried coach is the best option for us rather than a, recycled guy that we've heard of yeah failed in his last job and you know anderson was unknown outside Parramatta when he took the reins uh clary was only known Cleary, yeah prominent player same with mcfadden um mm. you know i think we could definitely yeah do- I, I wouldn't mind investigating this gardener bloke a little bit more yeah and that's just an example there'll be others i'm not yeah. saying we have to go for him at all um but it's just when you start scratching around looking at who's there there are guys like that there um but you know, they're unproven and unfortunately this is the opposite job you'd want to give an unproven coach. Yeah, really. Yeah. It's mm. it's a tough gig where it the Ross is going to be very young again next year. It's gonna be all of the challenges around reestablishing in Auckland and all that kind of thing. Like you'd really love a seriously experienced coach to do that. It's a, it's effectively almost a startup, like a restart gig, mm. you know, and you look how the dolphins have gone about restarting um, or establishing that club. They got Bennett in there. It looks like I think Wolf's going to go to the Dolphins. And so there'll be a, a handover from Bennett to Wolf over the next little while. And they're sort of ah. build, building it up that way. It's almost, we almost need the same thing, right? But at the moment, our head of football isn't Wayne Bennett. It's Craig Hodges, Brownie's mate. And the coach, we don't know who it's going to be, but my hopes aren't high. So yeah, it's anyway, I, I'm not overly... You've sold around. me on Gardy, mate. You've sold me on Gardy. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm not trying to sell him. I just as one bloke who, you know, because I, yeah. uh, I just went thinking about who the Kiwis assistant's been, who'd be mates with Stacey, because you know, Stacey's going to stay, right? And he's, in, he's yeah. Robbo's mate. So, and that's where I've sort of got to Gardner. But anyway. Maybe I was wrong thinking Willie Poaching. He's doing well. Is it Wakefield Trinity? Is it? Is it Wakefield? Is it? You've got a few connections at Wakefield and Salford, don't you, Brad? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm on the um, recruitment. Oh, I just offer him. I offer them players more than anything. Um, yeah. Uh, I reckon just the most, if we really just want 2022 to cap off, like to really just trump, continue the trend and trump everything that's come before in terms of just being an absolute mess, it ends with Paul McGregor being appointed as our coach in about round 20. That'd be, I think that'd be about on trend at the moment. Yeah, that would be the perfect round type hire. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, how are you feeling about the fact that it looks like it is just going to be Cameron George and Mark Robinson 
being in sole charge of picking the new coach, given they made a complete hash of it last time after not consulting the panel that had initially made a fairly decent call. Well, it sounds like whether or not there was a panel wouldn't matter because they don't listen to them. So um, <laughs> is the truth of it. So it's it's those two guys. I mean, that's that's the the truth of the club at the moment. It's just those two guys. And I don't think there's an opportunity for anyone to have, you know, with a strong personality to get their two cents in there because I don't think um, the Ortex Alphas tolerate that kind of carry on. Itself, um, I like that. I like that little tag you've given them. Yeah. We should touch on it. The it's going to trend. The total obliviousness of Robinson, or just that he doesn't care. Saying, you know, when he was ruling out Maguire, I'm not interested in this. I don't want blah blah blah. I mean, say we or the club. It just alienates yeah. us all further when we're already pretty often and for those exact reasons of, you know. Ego running right. Didn't sell him the club because he knew a shitload about rugby league. Sold him the club because he had a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like um so like just let's be really clear about this as well. Okay, so we can have more than two ideas in our head at one, more than one idea in our head at once. So I think Robbo is probably a legend of a bloke, an awesome guy to have a schooner with, and genuinely passionately loves the Warriors. And I, agree. I, 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 I also agree. believe he's tipped in some of his hard earn, right? That you know, from his his family business and stuff to keep us going through COVID. I definitely believe that, and I'm thankful for that. I also don't think that a number of the decisions that have been made with his fingerprints all over over the last few years um, have been the right decisions. And the way they've been made and the way they've been managed in the media is shocking. And I think that. Um, that's going to cause us problems now in this coach recruitment process and in other decisions to come. So I don't think he's the right guy to be running the club in a hands-on way. And I sort of said this um, in our last um, pod that we did together. So they're, they're two different things, you know what I mean? Like it's mm. it's not saying I hate Robbo or anything like that. It's saying I don't like Robbo running the club because I think he'll do a crap job of it. I think it has already led to a reduced salary cap for next year because of mm. how he runs the club. I think it is going to lead to a flawed coaching appointment, just like it did last time because of the way he runs the club, right? That's what I don't like, and that's why I'm critical of him. And because there's no direct way for us to replace him, because right, he owns the club, <laughs> the only way to keep some accountability and pressure on him in terms of making him understand that we're not just going to cop whatever bullshit he dishes up is to continually be calling out the bullshit um, in the forums that we've got, like this podcast and elsewhere, right? And I'm really pleased that a lot of mainstream media, like some of our friends at Sends as well, have been doing the same thing because it's the one way to keep some accountability on him because yeah. I just want him to do better. That's all it is. Yeah. And there hasn't been enough accountability, that's for sure. Um, they've dodged any anything close to accountability so far. Um, and Robbo, as you said, seemed like a, a great bloke and a real knockabout type and passionate and all that. But at the moment, the way that he's conducted himself is closer to Nathan Tinkler than Eric Watson. Um, Eric Watson was our owner for, what, 18 years or 17 years. And for all his faults, I don't remember one time where he stuck his oar in and got in everyone's road and fucked it up. And mm. seen That's it. a nice little comparison with Nathan Tinkler, actually. 
already. Love that Nathan Tinkler song, Bad Out of Hell, eh? <laughs> and, um, and it sounds like there's just like he came out two two and a bit years ago and you know you go and listen to the podcast back then when we we're in a crisis and um he he's basically had this ongoing war with the isaac moses group since back then remember he came out in the paper two years ago and said he didn't want isaac moses players and then he got rid of blake green and la 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 mm. and he came out this week and said our oh, lodge was a carry-on of all that Right, I'm like, What'd you man, so so you went and started a war that you've lost consistently for two years, mate. Like, <laughs> like don't get me wrong, I don't I don't like Isaac Moses. I'm pleased that he's out of the, you know, like that we're distancing ourselves from him, right? But don't start a public war with him and then lose the war like consistently for two years. Mm. Like you're just getting outmaneuvered. Um, I'm really enjoyed him. Not that I was a fan personally, of Peter O'Sullivan, but sort of turning on him, whereas, you know, he's arguably responsible for us having any decent players. Yeah, but again, like, what, what do you gain by yeah. doing that in the press? Yeah, in, the, in the public eye. All, all you do is all you do is stir the hornet's nest, right? And, it, and we're not sitting here like as, you know, like a top club who can afford to be making, yeah. en- making enemies and starting fights, mate. We're, we're not. Um, so, anyway. Um, one thing I quite like in a coach, not just, you know, wouldn't be a number one criteria. I'm sure it's not something they're looking for, but as, as more of a figurehead type, um, because we're seeing far too much of Robinson, far too much of Cameron George. I mean, I can't yeah. think of the names of half the NRL CEOs and, and when we see them, maybe it's just because we focus so much on the Warriors, but, you know, someone that is going to be that, that face of the club rather than these guys higher above being just constantly in the media and, um, and, you know, kind of making pretty, pretty rash and pretty ill-conceived statements. Well, that's kind of the point, right? So if you were a, a serious coach now with a strong personality and all the goings on that have happened, you'd be saying, firstly, I want a big payout clause in my contract, right? You'd be saying second, I want in my contract that there will be no public statements from anyone at the club around team selections, player performance, or this and that, right, other than me as head coach or where mm. I authorise it. Now, do you reckon Robbo would sign that clause? That's going to be hard to get across the line, though, isn't it? The, 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 the precedent they've sort of set, it's, yeah. It, you know, but that's what you're going to ask for. That's what yeah. your, player, your, your coach, the manager of the coach is going to ask for, right? They're going to go for, if, I'm, if you've, a sought-after coach, you're going to put those conditions around coming to our club. So I'm, I'm hoping there is someone out there who's willing to take it on and does lay down those conditions and, yeah. and we go forward that way. Mm, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Now, boys, I have to roll out because it's the end of my lunch break here at work uh, in Sydney, a couple of hours behind you, lads. And, um, and yeah, I've got a and earn my keep here but um you boys keep rolling because there's a million questions on twitter now i'll listen back later and if anyone um has asked a question and you boys don't answer it or it was directed at me i'll answer it on twitter and i'll jump on and do it there anything gets too tech we'll just palm it off onto you uh too yeah tech, we'll palm yeah. it off onto you yeah just just push it to me um i also hear you guys have got a special guest coming on and i'm just yeah. going to miss out on him i think is that right yeah, in about 20 minutes' time, Brad, if you can hang around, uh, Kevin Campion, jumping on with us. Kevy, 
QV. Can you push past that 4 p.m. barrier? Or, uh... Yeah, yeah, that might be that might be a nice way to sign off the 100th episode, actually. A little quick interview of Kevy and out the gate. Yeah, and just again, Fonz, I mean, I don't know if we would have pushed on to 100 if uh, if you hadn't joined up with us. It's, it was quite tough at times, keeping it going, especially through some tough Warriors times, and you've given us that second win. So uh, thanks for your... Yeah, thanks for joining us. Hopefully you're happy with the decision to do a bit more with us and i'm certainly happy that you're on board to give us a bit more credibility and the breakdown of the actual game it's awesome no mate, it's been really good yeah i I just enjoy potting with you guys more you know and when you there's not rivers of gold in in the old independent podcasting game just quietly so you know the the ability to keep doing it and the longevity and it just comes from whether or not you're liking it you know and i really quite enjoy um doing it with you guys and looking forward to another 100 if we can keep it rolling yeah, yeah. now this club you need all the support you can get when you're dealing with the old wah wahs and, and i would i do like as well like people um like brad and i aren't involved in media in any way but will is like so will's writing books and so on so will actually has a little bit of risk around some of the frank and fearless commentary he makes around <laughs> the club and around some of the people in it and uh, with your sort of profile and the things you do, um, it's actually not easy. I've worked with, I've not ever been in media myself, but I worked with journos before. So um, hats off to you, mate. It's not, it's not the, I'm it's not, not sure the easy. I'm sure. I'm not sure anyone's heard of me yet. So that might be uh, why it's been easy enough to do that, but no, I appreciate the sentiment. Pro. Yeah. You say that, but then earlier today, I dropped you a message saying any danger of getting Campo on neck minute. Here he is. So um, he's got hookups. The old will. Oh, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. He's got dirt. All that digging in the journalistic <laughs> dirt. He's got dirt, mate. He's got Campo over his frigging knee. He's, he's the Matt Lodge of, of podcasting and journals. <laughs> yeah. All right, legends. Uh, congrats, best. boys. Talk to you okay, later. Mate. Ah, sweet. So then there was two. Yeah, mate. Uh, well, should we try and whip through a few of these bloody questions? Yeah, what do we got? We'll pick and choose. But we're not going to do every one of them. because No, them, we did get a lot. We just might not have the energy for an hour and a half before we started. Did we? Uh, okay, I'm just going to we'll go, uh, yeah, speed round. Yeah. Um, okay, Luke Winsdale says, club really needs to bring in some old boys to regain the culture. Campo's a good start. Which other former players would you like the club to bring in? Mannering, obviously. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, anyone else? That, I've, I've quite liked Monty Beatham. I think Monty Beetham's growing as a bit. He's growing on me in terms, like even on the TV and that now, I'm liking a bit more of Monty's input. Yeah, yeah I'd go Monty's. That's great. I think, you know, he is a hard unit and, you know, I think embodied that early 2000s success. Yeah. He wasn't everyone's favourite player. He, he was certainly huge. Sort of got to realise over the years and talking to people and talking to him that he was a big part of that. And I'd like to say Anyone him. that can garner a bit of respect, um, Wiki, Price. Owen Guttenbill. Owen Guttenbill. Um, your Michael Luck. Campo is perfect. Um, yeah, anyone that can garner respect. But yeah, obviously it's going to be people that are in New Zealand already. And so yeah, if they could get Mannering involved some. Yeah, that, that would be the dream. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we probably covered that one off. Um, <clears throat> what else have we got here? Mrs. is just uh, heading out of the house with a couple of beers in her hands. I just think she's finally finally had enough, mate. 
<laughs> Go out there, there'll be a note on the bed. She's gone. Sick of you podcasting. Keep the frigging car. Keep the car. I'm out. Yeah. Um, what's next, homeboy? Uh, Anto, we've got it. We've got to answer one from Anton. Um, Anton Poser. Um, honest opinion, do you think Stacey could pull a top payton with this side the back end of the season? If he does, do you think he would be interested in staying on? Um, I'm on the fence with both. I don't think it's at, totally out. We did talk about it. don't think it's totally out of uh, realms of possibility. It's probably leaning towards unlikely just because pretty tough season. And I don't know that he wants it. I don't know if he has quite that drive to be the, you know, have the pressure nah. and the NRA head coach there. I right. don't want to hold out for X amount of weeks to work out if he's right to only find out he's not right and then be scrambling for a coach. And I think that I don't think he's that worried. He's not going to be gutted. No, he doesn't seem to be, does he? Yeah. So it's a good little feather for his cat for maybe three or four years time. Yeah. 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 Um, Brad, uh, the Y guy, your, your buddy, uh, Lucius Orwell, um, punk fan. How do, you, how, do you, how do you pronounce it? I don't know. You, you can, um, the Y guy, tell us how you say your name, mate. And if that is actually your name, it's a hell of a name if it is. Um, I don't know. I've, is it Ulysses? Is it? I'm thinking no, it's Ulysses. No, it's not Ulysses. I'm, it's with an I, though, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Let us know. A whole lot of vowels. Better get them on, I think. Um, now, this almost get me up all night in a, in a panic. Most <laughs> embarrassing moment while under the influence. There's no few... way that I'm going anywhere near the top of that list. <laughs> some absolute atrocities. The, <laughs> I was thinking there's a, there's a few. There's a few. There's, um, there is a few. One that I thought of that involved both of us, though, yeah. was the... The nightmare of Gibson Valley when <laughs> we got we got tipped out when the beer was too warm to drink, so we decided drinking wine for six hours was a great idea. Jose Gonzalez concert. Yeah, ne- yeah Nick this Minnett. Is embarrassing for me though. You were actually all right. No, I was no, I was fielding embarrassing. Like we decided we were WWF wrestling through the crowd, um, and then we decided to break backstage at the Jose Gonzalez Gonzalez song. And security was semi-scared of us running through backstage screaming, where's Jose? Where's Jose? We were, yeah, because Kenny and I worked at the music store, so we thought we had some God-given right to meet. What was the song he done? People might not know Jose Gonzalez. What was the song? Uh, Heartbeats, did the cover of the nice Heartbeats. That's right, yeah. And then on the drive home, you lost... Two pair of sunglasses out the window? Yeah, Kenny and I were brawling as, uh, as <laughs> we picked us up and we threw each other sunglasses out the window. Oh, that was a, that, oh, oh, that's one night. Most times I'm not embarrassed, though. I do remember one night, though. Have I ever told the story about the window at the World Bar? I don't think so. Not on here. So back at, okay. So I remember one day, Maggot, me and this, my mate Jibber, we were on a bit of a bender and it was sort of, about, I think it was three, about 3.30 in the morning and went to the front door of the wheelbarrow and it was locked. And we're like, oh, we'll go around to the back door. Remember the old wheelbarrow had the sliding door at the back door? Yeah. So we went in there and I was walking in and it was one of those occasions where you didn't know that the glass door was shut. <laughs> and I went in and then just went slam into this glass door. And so embarrassed, I just turned around and walked away straight away. Fast forward to the next day, I walk into the wheel bar for a beer at about six o'clock and I looked at the glass door and the window was smashed. <laughs> and I didn't know I'd broken it. But this is the funny bit. 
I was like, oh, what, what, what happened to the window? And he goes, oh, you should have seen it. Last night we were sitting here and it was all closed up and this drunk guy came up to the window and we told him it was closed and he kicked the window and smashed it and walked away. <laughs> and I was just thinking to myself, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that's Last funny. To, uh, October 2021, uh, our 40th up here in Amberley and you did almost the same thing. I did. I walked into your ranch slider. Office ranch slider I'm looking at right now. But in my defense, I had literally just walked out it and on the way back, I had turned around and gone back in. Like, it wasn't straight away. Look, it was a straight away thing, wasn't it? Well, it's a massive three segment sliding door. And I think what everyone couldn't believe is because we had it open, the first part was open. Did I walk into the second bit? You walked into the second bit. You got interviewed afterwards for about half an hour asking why you chose to walk through the middle of it when the other bit was open and you walked straight into effectively two layers of uh, glass. I See, I don't even remember the interview because Kenny Kenny was peddling the... What was he peddling? Uh, some kind of... Was it some horse? No, it was like a... I don't know. Yeah, we were... Some sort of... Sleeping pilly thing. <laughs> legal. Totally legal. Totally legal. Okay, totally legal. Like He'd just come back from Egypt with these some yeah. sort of sleeping pill. But um so I chose something warriors related for mine. It's really not that embarrassing on the scale of everything, but reasonably mm-hmm. amusing. So it was actually you were there for this too. Um the Muse concert back in 2007. Yeah, church. we we all came up from Queenstown for it. <laughs> that was a ripple. Yeah. That was the curtain raiser that night. Day yeah. of the concert, we had been up all night and we're in the swimming pool at the hotel drinking champagne at 10 in the morning, expecting to go fresh as a daisy to a concert at four. Yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, you imagine the state we're in. I'd actually met Frank Endicott for the first time that weekend, saw um, Tom around to his house for a couple of hours. He lived just around the corner from Roost Parents. So this was my first time meeting any sort of rugby league identity. So I was coming off that. I was, I was pretty happy with myself. Then Muse the next day, um, we go to Muse, you know, who, who knows what it was like. It was probably <laughs> awesome being Muse, but we came out of it and, and uh, eyes rolling around our heads and stuff. And, and we, we're out at Horncastle. It's not that far away, but we thought we were way out in the boondocks and trying to get out of Horncastle, can't call a taxi, waving cars down. And I waved down a car and uh, looked inside and was like, oh, my God, you're Aaron Whitaker. And uh, it's Aaron Whitaker trying, I don't know if he'd been at the trots or something or what he was doing there. But uh, I was like, and I, I'm just, you know, talking a thousand miles an hour. I've just been at Frank. I met Frank Endicott yesterday, blah, blah, blah. And then probably recited his entire career statistics back to him, being the nerdlinger I was and, and still am. And it's like, well, can we get a ride? And he goes, no fucking way. And peeled off. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever spoke to him at all since? I have, I have met him a few times. But I haven't relayed that story. I'm going to. Have, have you not? You will, because he'll remember that. Maybe. He's a good bastard too, so we'll have to get him on here and I'll spring the story on him. I've got a worry, embarrassing Warriors one. Actually, I just about got punched by, um, what's his name? Lance O'Hire. Did one you? night. Yeah, one night. You remember Betty's liquor underneath the pool bar in Queenstown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was steamed, absolutely full as a gug. And I was downstairs having a durry and Lance O'Hire walked into the bottle store and brought a pack of durries. And then come out and was having a dart. And we're there talking. And I was like, 
it must have been a bad year. The Warriors must have been having a bad year because I go to him, I was like, oh, you had an awesome year, but the others, all the others were effing shit. And gee, he didn't take kindly to that at all, me calling his teammate shit. Fair enough, too. And he was, he was, he was a little bit dark on me, a little bit dark on me. So I sort of sidled back up the stairs before I got smacked over by an oompa loompa. <laughs> uh, I saw what Ben Flower did to him. I reckon he could have taken him. No, just kidding. That was but should have moy moy tied him outside the Betty's um, spin kick on the chin. No, could could play a good man, Lancey. Um, yeah, we could go on all day about our yeah, cock ups. So we're running out of time. We've got eight minutes till we give Campo a call. So we'll whip through a few. We're gonna have. To, Are you ringing him? Yeah, at four on the dot. Um, What's his number? Uh, <laughs> 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 Get all these half wits from the show ringing them. I'll put your number on before I'm. <laughs> um, Drew Woodhouse, good mate of mine. Um, is Walsh destined to be a number one forever? Could Walsh be a consistent six this early in his career? I'm starting to think he could be a six. And the whole defense thing, I'm not worried about it at all. If Sam Walker can defend the front line, then so can Reese Walsh. And I actually wouldn't mind seeing him get a run in the six at some point if the season is kind of gone. Um, Dejan Arcee to full back. It's been I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm sort of seeing what's happening to Brimson. I'm sort of leaning the other way of no. Brimson had, in had a couple of runs at six and was in absolute. Yeah. I think it might give him a bit more clarity with that playmaking role because he is struggling for when to inject himself as a it might be good having a bigger body and the likes of RC back there, bringing the ball back and under the ball and that sometimes. Um, miss that, um, you know. Big would mate. that then just would that then stick him on a side though? All of a sudden? Oh no, I don't think he, that's more of a style choice, yep. a game plan choice. You know, you see halves around the comp that do. Yeah, but um, no, I'd, I'd definitely be willing to try it. But then again, we've still got Johnson here next year at this stage and. Um, Volkman and, and Metcalf rearing. Yeah. yeah. Although Metcalf could be a good he's not he's pretty sharp at the back as well. But he is another small dude that's yeah. probably gonna end up much of a muchness of what we've got now. But yeah, no, I, I don't think that he's destined to be one forever to No. No part of your question, Drew. Um where are, what else have we got? Um uh, we've answered most of that. Um, I mean, that's too complicated for us. <laughs> Pass it on to Fonts. Okay. Now, this is a bit of a prickly one, and I will put a disclaimer before we answer, but Ruggy, uh, at Danger Rug, has asked, who is your most hated Warriors player of all time? Be right, any rhyme or reason, or maybe there is. Cliff Beverly was his. Um, man, really gets stuck into him. Uh, and, and says, I'm sure he's a top bloke, but he rubbed me the wrong way. The mind clip, Beverly, actually, for, given the era that he played in. Um, yeah, definitely, um, definitely will say that I'm sure the Warriors were top blokes, and this is not a personal thing, but I think anyone that uh, knows me will know that I had no time at all for Dane Nielsen. I couldn't stand him when he played for the Warriors, and just thought he's it was like a like a guy running them on the field reminded me of someone running around on the basketball like gym floor and socks. Yeah. 
list. And yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with Joel Moon. Joel Moon. Or, uh, Joel Moon. I didn't know. He annoyed me. And who was the other? Uh, Todd Lowry. Yeah, well, he, he did, didn't yeah. work out for us. I didn't mind. Like, he didn't wind me up. Like, it, you know, some people just grind your gears even say, like Kane Evans. Who was a surprising Yeah, Kane Evans, yeah. Kane, who was a surprising signing that you thought you were going to dislike that came here and you're like, oh, he actually turned into a favourite pretty quick. I needed, needed I was a Brent Tate, like, because I hated Brent Tate before he oh. came over, but then quickly well, when ben he put Tate on... Queenslander, he was one of my favourite players, so... Yeah. I, so he, and I thought he was was excellent for us um yeah i don't know I, hate's a strong word so yeah exactly let's not take hate someone that you disliked as a player from aussie that we signed and then when they turned up and put on the warriors jersey you're like oh, actually, there, there are a few others that you know i know we share a common sort of distaste i guess maybe for for logan swan he, he just wasn't our favorite uh I- I think with Lo- the thing with Logan Swan, some of his cockouts were so glaring. Uh, yeah, that was it. I, he he would have done so much good, but because of some of the glaring mistakes in critical oh, times, yeah, brain snaps. He was he was he was um, guilty of brain the old brain snap. Old Logan, he was good. He was good, and that was probably yeah. From, he was a rangy uh, guy. We're watching yeah. him in our early twenties. We didn't really give a give. A shit about looking at the game analytically or critically. No, no, not at all. But I, I bet, and and saying that, I bet you he is one of the nicest dudes you'd ever come across. Yeah, yeah, no, he seems like a lovely bloke. Um, yeah, I think we don't need to slag anyone else off. I never no. liked Andy Platt. Oh yeah, no, yeah, and Dennis Betts was probably could probably go higher on the list for me. Yeah, if you're going to go back early, early doors. Um, um, we're not going to get to these questions. We're going to have to do put, push them to the next pod. Sorry, everyone, that we didn't get to. Um, here's one from Ken Mace, uh, valued patron. Uh, he is. He's into it, old Mace. Before, before I forget, thanks to the patrons. We, we uh, name-checked them last week, but their support is fabulous. Um and that will value them very much. And Ken has uh, has been on board for quite a while. Uh, he's asked, "Will Alpha Mohawk ring Craig Bellamy about the coaching position again?" I doubt it. I don't, you know, Bellamy's not going to coach anywhere else but Melbourne. He's firmly entrenched in there, and the and uh, but and also, which was the better of the two Warrior Grand Final teams? I've seen this one earlier. It's an easy one for me. O two. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely if them up against each other. O two wins. Yeah, probably quite comfortably. But as far as what what about how you look back on them and and that finals run and and whatever like through, through rose tinted glasses, which one? Emotion- In terms of the journey to the final and unexpectedness, that it's got to be the later of later. Is it two thousand eleven? I'm yeah. shocking with dates. Yeah, I think sure. that one there that because it it just. It was a hell of a surprise that charge to the finals yeah, for me. Those two games against Tigers and Storm are probably my two favourite games. Of yeah, the, exactly. Sport, um, and you know, I did love the individual stories and in the underdog nature of it. Oh, too. I love uh, watching that that Melbourne one, Michael Witt. He'd be someone I'd like to get on the show sooner or later. Oh, Michael that, Witt. That was 08, by the way, different. Oh. <laughs> 
Uh, but anyway. I thought you were talking about that Melbourne game. Yeah, no, you're just confusing it. For the 25-year book. And, um, yeah, man, he, he has to talk about that so many times. Oh, poor bastard, yeah. What does he do now? He's a real estate agent. I is he? Yeah. An Aussie? Yeah. Is he actually? Is he a real estate agent near that sort of St George area? I think it? no. I think you can mix up with Tim Maltzen. I think he, oh, yeah. he's in Queensland. I think. God, Tim Maltzen, remember him? Far out. Yeah. Hey, um, I think it's uh, time to give Campo a call. Are you? Yeah. I can I um, use the facilities while you're dialing up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Front. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we're very lucky to have a uh, previous friend of the show where I'll uh, put the link to, to his episode that he did with me uh, a couple of years ago um, in the article page here. But Kevin Campion, I think he's in everyone's first, he's either, if he's not your first top favourite warrior of all time, he's your second favourite. Would that be a fair assessment, Brad? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty tough. He's, the bloke's on the phone right there, Will, calling him second best. Oh, I'm gonna, he's my fave. He's my fave. You're my fave. Uh, yeah. no, no, no pressure, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'll give you that count for the 20 bucks later, brother. Everyone loves Campo. And we're very lucky to have him here joining us for our 100th episode. Uh, Campo, how are you, mate? You're... you're uh, We've just seen one of your ex-grand final teammates from St. George bite the dust, replaced by a Warriors 2002 grand final teammate in Stacey Jones. Yeah. Um, and you've been down at training. Um, how's it been this week? Mate, it's been good. Yeah, and thanks for having me on the show, Will. I appreciate it. Um, look, it's been great. Um, Stacey's invited me in um, to spend a bit more time uh, at the club while they're training at Redcliffe. So, yeah, I'm more than happy to do that. I've, I've, my business sort of takes me up that way anyway so um yeah look uh i'm just i'll i'm just there to give uh stace as much support as as he can and uh and when they do eventually get back to new zealand um arwen and uh, monty will be doing the same so look i'm i'm tough to be back involved um with stace and look i'm really really proud of uh him being announced as interim coach you know i, I think he thoroughly deserves it he's been coaching um, in the club for a long time, and uh, yeah, he certainly deserves it. And how has how was it at training yesterday? Obviously, that that image of of you guys there gave everyone goosebumps. Every uh, died in the wool warriors supporter. But but what was the mood like at training? I don't know if you've been around the squad in recent weeks or anything, but did you notice a, a bit of a yeah. you know a bit of lift in mood and and just that sort of initial galvanising of the squad that bringing in a caretaker coach sometimes um, promotes? Yeah, look, I have you know been going up there weekly um, all year, so um, I, you know I'm disappointed that Brandy um, has decided to leave the club. Um, I thought he would have uh, at least seen out the uh, through you know throughout the year, um, seen out the year. Um, and in particular, you know, certainly heading back to uh, New Zealand for the for the first game. But you know, it wasn't to be. And um, you know, Nathan Brown is is a quality guy, and uh, and I don't think uh, you know there's there's no hard feelings between the club and, and Nathan. That's for sure. Um, going back to Stacey, look, um, Stacey's just asked me to come in um, for support. Uh, he's you know he's asked me to to um, you know be around the boys. Uh, Look, if I if I've got something to add, um, that's very valuable. Um, certainly, uh, voice my opinion. Um, but it, um, and also, 
on game days, he's asked me to definitely be there uh, around the, around the boys and um, sit in the coach's box with him. So yeah, look, I'm I'm really I'm really excited about it. Um, more more excited for Stace. You know, he's a legend of the club. If you, you know, talking about anyone's um, favourite ever Warriors player, Stacey Jones always um, always comes to mind. So look, uh, yeah, look, as I said, I'm very proud of him. And what do they need to do? Obviously, the, what we've seen on the field um, has been super disappointing for any Warriors fan. They've seen really, really flat. Uh, what's the message from Stacey and, I guess, yourself to the team um, to sort of turn it around in the short term? Um, look, just keep, keep things really simple. Um, and that's what, and that's what uh, the game plan is this weekend. It's, it's you know, he's, Stacey's definitely not over-coaching. He's, he's gave it. Everyone simple instructions um, how to play this weekend, uh, and you'll see. You know, I'm, I'm sure we'll if we if we're completing um, you know 80 to 90 percent of our um, our our sets. I think uh, you know we'll we'll give it uh, give give the team a great chance of winning. So more more so, just keeping keeping it um, simple, bring, bringing a lot of energy to the side this weekend, and uh, just working hard for each other. Is um is Stacey a reluctant caretaker? Does he want the head coaching job early in his career at the moment, or is would he be keen to do a little bit of more apprenticeship under someone else, or is he keen to take the reins permanently? Uh, look, you know, uh, I, I think he is a bit reluctant. I, I just don't think he he um, believes in in himself um, as much as he should have. You know, he's, he's such he's you know in my top three or best players that I've ever played with so and that, that includes Darren Lockyer and and, uh, and Alan Langer so he's in good company so look he has got a great um, football game um, you know he's played at the top level for a long time he's played in grand finals he's played tests uh, you know a thousand tests with New Zealand so he knows um, how to win so look I, I believe that um, you know these next few months uh, will be really good for him and uh, it'll really decide whether he, he wants to pursue that uh, top, that head coach sort of coaching role. Um, Stacey's public persona is maybe slightly gentle, I guess, but does he have a hard edge when, you know, when the going gets tough? Obviously, he played with him when he was out there. I'm sure that he did have that real fierce competitive streak, but, you know, as a coach, do you yeah. think he, he has it in him to, you know, rip them to shreds at halftime if they need it or get stuck <laughs> into someone that needs a needs a rev up? Or is that why you're there, Kev? You're there to crack scales. Player. Yeah, you know, I think he's got instant respect from all the players. You know, he's, he's played at the highest level. Uh, he's captained the, the Kiwis uh, and uh, he's played in grand finals, as I said before. But look, he's got that instant respect um, from the, especially the senior players. You know, speaking to Sean Johnson, he's, he's just scratching himself, just going, you know, I can't believe. Um, you know, I got the opportunity to play with States and now, now he's coaching me. He's my favourite all-time player of all time. So he's one guy that's um, that's really excited uh, to play for States. You know, he's one guy that wouldn't want to let States down, especially this, uh, in his um, debut game this weekend. So will that be different for Sean? I mean, Stacey is on the staff. He's been an assistant all year um, yep. and Sean probably hasn't played anywhere near the level that we would have hoped. Um but you know how will that change? Just because Stacey is a head coach, do you think is, is just because Stacey is a far stronger voice now, and, and we might see something more from Sean? Yeah, well, you know, one thing I didn't want to do as a player um, playing with Stacey was let him down, and uh, I had that 
respect for Darren Lockyer and I had that respect for Alan Langer and they bring the best out of you. So, um, you know, as a player uh, playing under States this weekend, uh, you know, it, you know, obviously I just said he's, you know, he's got the respect of the whole team and you know, I'm sure that uh, none of those players want to let him down. Things I Hate podcast. I'm Ollie. What's up, Pansies? I'm Andy. Nice. Join us every Friday at noon as we talk about everything we hate from news, politics, current events, and Dolphin Pee. That's right. You heard me. Dolphin Pee. See you this Friday at noon. Things I Hate podcast. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So you've been called in on short notice this week. You obviously had other things too. Whose house isn't getting clean this week, Kev? What was that, mate? Sorry. You've been called in on short notice. Oh, Will might translate. Yeah, Brad's just asking, you know, you've obviously, you've got your uh, your business there. I mean, who's, who's getting let down because you're uh, you're moonlighting at the Warriors? <laughs> oh, no one's getting let down. <laughs> Some dirty windows. I'm in my car every week, so um, it's just good to have a break. I do a lot of driving, um, but, you know, the business sort of takes care of itself, but... Um, yeah, mate, it's just great to be asked to be involved and I'm more than happy to put my hand up and, and support the great men. Oh, no worries, mate. Well, thank you for joining us and we won't... Uh, I'm sure you've got plenty to do and plenty to catch up on. Best of luck <laughs> for, for Sunday. I'm sure you'll uh, you'll be in the box. We'll look to uh, forward to seeing your head on, on TV a bit more, being in the coach's box, mate. <laughs> oh, um, mate, I've got oh. a rough head, I tell you. I don't, I don't need to get on TV again, that's for sure. <laughs> that's why we strictly do a podcast mate yeah. no no video no, no ever. Visuals, mate. um but well, i do have one uh quick last question for you mate look, looking at yeah. that photo of you and stacy at training you're looking in pretty good shape for a 50 year old now brad's been told brad's been told by his doctor he needs to uh get a bit fitter get a bit stronger have you got any tips um of you know how to to move into middle age gracefully, oh, should we put it, mate. Uh, moving into well, you, you certainly it's um, harder to get that weight off than it is, um, you know, than it is putting it on. So, um, mate, mate, I just I train every uh, every couple of days, you know, three or four times a week, which is great with a bunch of guys. Uh, it's good for your mental health for one, um, and it's good for your physical health as well. So, mate, eating right, um, I. I I don't eat as much as I used to when I was playing. I thought um, when I retired, I'd just keep on eating that pasta, but it didn't uh, sort of agree with me. After I, you know, I, wasn't, I wasn't running around like, a, like the athlete I was. So, um, yeah, just smaller smaller um, um, portions of food and yeah, just trying to keep off that uh, four-inch skull as well. Weight, weight's not the issue for me. I'm, I've been a runt my whole I'm all cock and ribs, so... I need to try and put muscle on. I'm just bones, so eating's not the problem. But I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll lift a weight or two. How much does a can weigh? Wait, <laughs> is that enough? We'll we'll put them on a regime, Campo, and um, and see what we can we can do. Um, yeah, maybe. Tell we'll, the boys we're wishing them luck. Yeah, and we might. Uh, good on you, boys. And we'll fly uh, Brad over maybe to to go into a bit of a training camp with you and your mates over there if, uh, if things get too out of hand. But. <laughs> Thanks again, Campo, for your time, mate. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game. Uh, you know, everything that's happened. It's obviously a tough time for the club, but seeing Stacey there and yourself as well in the mix has got us all pumped up again and can't wait to see what the next 11 rounds um, have in store for us. Yeah, good on you, boys. And really, uh, uh, I know the Warriors, um, thank you for your support as well. Thanks very much.
Kevin Campion, what a legend, eh? Jeezy. Oh, and that's not a bad way to sign out of our 100th episode, is it? Yeah, not bad, mate. You've got other bears to get to. I've uh, got stuff to do, mate. Sorry to everyone's who's question. Um, there are some good ones in there that we didn't get to. Uh, we'll we'll uh, jot them down and answer them in the next pod. But uh, we had a had a little um one little Facebook comment. There's a, a lad asking if we can start. We should try and start doing this on a Thursday, shouldn't we? Make a bit more of an effort. He was saying he wouldn't mind. Can't remember the name now. Um, lost my phone. A little Facebook comment. Maybe we should try and try our best to get it in a bit more better timing for the weekend. The footy. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, okay. What are you doing for the weekend, mate? If we're signing off, we've talked about rugby, 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 rugby league. Uh, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, oh, just taking it easy, mate. I'm still recovering from that bit of bout of the flu. I still haven't quite come right. No. My first, uh, first beers for a couple of weeks. So, do you know what I got? I got some zero percenter hazies. Oh, you're on the zero percenters. Oh, because oh, these last couple of Friday nights, I've been having a couple more i've got boys rugby at nine in the morning and it's like ah nah so i tried this but i I reckon they got um how much does it say 0.05 alcohol in it but i reckon they're full alcohol but they just taste so shit you don't finish it so you can't physically drink a can so therefore you're not consuming any alcohol yeah okay uh yeah mate i'll just be taking it easy and looking forward to the to the Warriors game. I've already added, pulled the pin on a couple of long-term weekend plans, so I'll just mm-hmm. cover them, mate. Yeah, sweet. I'm up your way in a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, we talked about this. I'm not going to be here. Well, where were you going? I'm, uh, heading to Wellington. Oh, what date is that first home game? Uh, 3rd of July. Shall we fucking go, mate? Well, look, now that Campo's been asking if we're keen to go, it's a bit, a bit of a piss to disappoint Campo. Imagine getting on the wrong side of him. Yeah, he's like, you you blood. I'll tell you what, funny. flick him a text and see if he's got a sweet. <laughs> yeah. See if they hooked him up for sweet. If he's got a fold-out couch, we're we'll there. Take that and we'll, <laughs> we'll jump on the couch, Campo. Pinch his warrior's kit. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't mind some of that training kit. I'm going to rifle for his bag while he's asleep. Yeah, but... but Either way, uh, even if Brad and I make it, it's still a couple of two to three spare tickets. Uh, yeah, so get those photos in of you wearing a Warriors jersey in the most inappropriate place. I kind of get the the feeling that if if you're listening to the show and you're keen to go to the Tigers game, you probably already have your tickets. But if, if you don't or... Uh, or if you know someone, yeah. does your mum want to go? Yeah. Just send us, just, you know, we'll give it to the best candidate and... Um, yeah, again, it's Wait. a south stand. It's not you're not sitting in a corporate box or anything. Don't get too excited. I'm not paying. That's <laughs> me a bill for your airfares or your hotel room. She's a nosebleed section. No, no, it'll be good times. It'll be a great occasion, regardless. And I think uh, this whole coaching changes at least re-energized that because it was uh, all looking a bit flat for a while there. But yeah, in all serious, well, cheers for 100 episodes, my man. You've done hey, well, brother. You've hey, done very well. This come from a drunken yarn around a brazier, more than likely. And we've got to 100 shows. And I noticed this week we're ranking in 10 countries oh. in the top 100 podcasts for rugby or rugby league in 10 countries. Big Number in, six in Japan. Big in Japan. They love us in Japan. So, yeah. No, thanks for everyone's support of the uptick and listens and downloads and everything has been massive over the last few weeks so 
again, we wouldn't do it if uh, people didn't sort of send in their wee messages of support. And if there's a handful of people out there that, you know, makes their week better, and that's uh, certainly yeah. worth it and makes it worth it for us and, you know, goes around and around in circles. But Brad, it was your idea in the first place, mate. Certainly wouldn't do it with anyone else. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a wee bit proud of uh, what it's become. Yeah, well, yeah. This is, you know, was... especially this year, we're having a little upsurge and it's actually the, the support of people was actually, we were just about ready to give it away, but it, yeah. it's gr- it's growing. So that there is making us think twice about putting in a little bit of more effort, polishing up the show a little bit, getting a few, as you'd noticed, guests are rolling on and in now. Um, so yeah, just just watch the space. This is This is only going to get bigger. Yeah, um, but yeah, again, the biggest thanks goes to the people that have listened and commented. Exactly. And, um, you know, to the ones that have slagged us off. Um, few and far between, though. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly few. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly few. I thought I was putting my head out there to get chopped up, but no, nah, it's yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like, but I guess that's warriors. We're all like-minded. We're all... Yeah. We're it's all there been, for the. It's been a good couple of years since we've got a real venomous uh, message. That's for sure. Is it? But maybe, uh, maybe we are getting better. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Oh well, homeboy, you look after yourself. Well, love you, brother. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your Friday night drinks, bro, and um, enjoy the game on Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday night. I will enjoy the game this week. Actually, I'm actually looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, that'll do us. Hundred episodes. Thanks, brother.